0: Breaking news for American education. The Republican frontrunner for president wants to bring Trump University to all Americans for free.
1: I'm announcing today we will take the billions and billions of dollars that we will collect by taxing, fining, and suing excessively large private university endowments, and we will then use that money to endow a new institution called the American Academy. Its mission will be to make a truly world-class education available to every American free of charge and do it without adding a single dime to the federal debt. This institution will gather an entire universe of the highest quality educational content covering the full spectrum of human knowledge and skills and make that material available to every American citizen online for free the Academy will award the full and complete equivalent of a bachelor's degree. In addition to help the 40 million Americans who have some college education but no degree, the American Academy will grant credit for past coursework at legacy institutions and give you the chance to complete your education at the American Academy for free and much more quickly than is now possible or available.
0: The Libs are gonna lose their minds. As will the Libertarians, as will the Republican establishment, as will many fancy conservative movement types who went to brand name schools and fill their mahogany home libraries with many dusty books. And yet, this is a great idea. I love this idea. Not because I am convinced that the American Academy will provide the best kind of education around, but rather- Because the education system that we've got today basically can't get any worse. Since the 1960s, the organized radical left has taken over virtually every educational institution in America, especially the colleges and universities, including the fancy, prestigious, name-brand schools. That is the left's epicenter of power. What Trump is suggesting here is a pure political power play lead the left's power center of its funding and of the malleable minds that it shapes. You say, online schools aren't ideal? Sure. But virtually every lib school in America already offers online courses, and online courses make it much easier for students to transfer out of those lib schools, including if they've got a lot of credits but they haven't yet graduated, including if they've taken some coursework but don't have a degree— You can just transfer all that over from the lib school to Trump's conservative school. Free college is a bad idea, you say, because it dilutes the quality of the degree and makes the system beholden to government apparatchiks? Sure, I totally agree. But that's already the case at most liberal schools. And Democrats inch nearer and nearer every single election cycle to flooding their own schools, all the lib schools, with the same type of funding that Trump is talking about. Only orders of magnitude higher. Trump's academy, you say, might not properly teach Aristotle and Shakespeare? Sure, but neither do Harvard and Yale at this point, to say nothing of the less prestigious, much more highly attended schools that teach little more these days than racial resentment, sexual confusion, and contempt for our country. Conservatives like to talk a good game about mixing up our strategy and recapturing the institutions and bleeding the organized left of its political power. If we're serious about doing that, this is a great way to do it. If we're not, if we've just been bluffing this whole time, then we can keep up the same old playbook that has for more than half a century consistently handed the libs virtually every institution in America. And then we can pride ourselves on our devotion to the dubious principle of always losing. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. Elon Musk, one of the big tech giants, seems to suggest that the 2020 election might have been a little bit sketchy. He seems to be on board now with the so-called election deniers. We'll get to that in a second. First, I don't want to move off the Trump University thing or uh, sorry, the American Academy under Donald Trump too quickly because there's going to be one objection here. And the objection is, well, beyond the spending, beyond the new government power, beyond the quality of the education, if conservatives get on board with this idea in principle, when a Republican is in office, then when a Democrat is in office, they're going to use the American Academy to achieve their own ends, they're going to they're gonna make the American Academy super liberal, and it's going to have the backing of the government and all this funding, and you can transfer in and blah, blah, blah. Two responses to that objection. One, the left already has that power because they control, statistically, all of the universities in the country. And those universities receive a ton of government funding, and they're moving more and more toward free college and and debt forgiveness for student debt and all the rest of it. They already have that, so there's there's very little for conservatives to lose by attempting to carve out our own little center of power in that same universe. But second of all, Trump could, or at least conservatives could, in theory, establish the American Academy such that it would be very difficult to replace the teachers and the administrators with huge libs. And the reason I know that that is the case is because that's exactly what the libs have done at all the other schools since the 1960s. From what the libs have done is they've gotten themselves into the universities. The radicals from the 60s are now, to borrow a phrase from Roger Kimball, the tenured radicals of the 90s and 2000s all the way up to present day. And by reforming quote-unquote, I think deforming, but they say reforming the way that the schools conduct university business, giving the faculty a greater say in hiring and giving the deans and the deputy deans and the deputy assistant deputy deans of diversity, equity, and inclusion a greater say in personnel, they essentially lock themselves in. So you've got a critical mass of libs on the faculty and in the administration and then they changed the hiring process and all the rules such that they basically only hire themselves. So now it's virtually impossible to crack through. The the one example I've seen of, of a conservative going in there and cracking up that lock would be Governor DeSantis at New College in Florida, who went in and he said, I'm going to make an example out of this school, and I'm going to run roughshod over the libs who are locking out the conservatives. And he installed a good, solid new board and is recrafting the curriculum to be solid and conducive to virtue and flourishing and knowledge. But that's one example. Otherwise, the left has done a great job at locking in their power there. Conservatives could do the same if we would simply mimic the tactics, albeit, when we do it, in a just way toward good ends. Not as the libs often do, sometimes in an unjust way and always toward very, very evil ends. Not good stuff. We gotta, we've got to amass some power. And when you want to amass some power in politics, often you've got to amass some wealth. When you want to amass wealth, one thing you ought to check out is birch gold. Right now, text Knowles to 98, 98, 98. Yet again, we're facing the threat of a government shutdown. And of course, the administration will deal with it the same way they always do, with more spending, which will inevitably devalue the dollar. Protect your savings by diversifying into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. When you open an IRA with Birch Gold for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text NOLS, WLES to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can even help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold without taking any money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bars with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and thousands of satisfied customers, you can count on Birch Gold to help you transition an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. Do not let your savings fall victim to the further devaluation of the dollar. Text Knowles to 989898, receive a free info kit on gold, and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualifying purchase. That is Knowles K-N-A-W-L-E-S, to 989898. Speaking of unfortunate products of American higher education, Barack Obama has gone viral over the weekend for chiming in on the outbreak of war in the Middle East. Some conservatives have pointed out that Obama-era policies driven directly by Barack Obama vis-a-vis Israel and the Palestinian territories in the broader Middle East would appear to be Directly responsible for what's going on. Obama says, hey, 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 no, man, come on. It's all of our fault.
2: The problem with the social media and trying to TikTok activism and trying to debate this on that is you can't speak the truth. You can pretend to speak the truth. You can speak one side of the truth. And in some cases, you can try to maintain your Moral innocence, but that won't solve the problem. And so, if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth. And you then have to admit (laughs) nobody's hands are clean, that all of us are complicit to some degree.
0: Okay, there we go. For the first part of that, I thought Obama was channeling his inner Kamala Harris. And Obama's a pretty smart guy. so it's good. And when you want to discuss the truth, you need all the, and the whole truth. And we're nothing but the truth. And so we, when we, we, on our debates, we don't, we're a little narrow and shallow. And we don't always, and I said, what are you babbling about? Get to the point. So Says, listen, this war in the Middle East, it's all our fault. Oh, uh, no, it isn't. No, it isn't at all, actually, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. During the Obama administration, he and his team made a conscious decision to weaken the state of Israel and to embolden the enemies of the state of Israel. And they had all sorts of arguments and reasons for doing so. And in fact, we're seeing some of those arguments now in real time on Twitter and in the streets and with the people waving the Palestine flag making a ruckus in cities around the country and around the world, saying from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, saying that they want to abolish the state of Israel. Obama never explicitly went that far, but he clearly undermined the state of Israel. In fact, he sent one of his top campaign advisors to go oust Bibi Netanyahu in Israel. And then he he obsequiously bowed down at every turn to the leaders of Iran and gave them a bunch of money and didn't punish them for capturing our sailors. And it was a complete joke. No surprise, you saw some aggression during his administration. Then Trump comes in and it's all good. And you see the Abraham Accords being signed and you see relative peace in the Middle East. Who would have imagined Donald Trump, the reality TV show host, the real estate mogul would bring peace to the Middle East. He did it. And then Biden comes in as Obama's third term. And what happens? You see the biggest outbreak of war in the Middle East in many decades. Well, we all bear some responsibility. I agree with Barack Obama that politics and territorial disputes and holy wars, wars of religion are complicated. I agree with that. But when it comes to this war, this is directly attributable to the Obama policies, and it's 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 just like any kid who ever gets caught doing anything bad. He just instantly says, "Well, you know, listen, you know, it's really complicated." Actually, I think it's sort of all. Of, isn't it kind of all of our fault when you really think about it? No, man, it's you. You got you're the, you did it. <laughs> I got your hand in the cookie jar. Well, no, but when you really think about it, we all stole the cookies, didn't we? No, when you really think about it, not so. And you see the administration. Doing this today, Obama's third term in the form of Joe Biden is now sending out its spokesman, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, to say definitively that Joe Biden would veto a funding bill for the state of Israel if they lose the the Ukraine funding.
1: The president would veto an only Israel bill. I think that we've made that
0: clear. There you go. The one silver lining in, I think, a pretty dangerous policy here is that this would seem to undercut the argument that the Jews control everything. <laughs> you know, there's been this idea for a long time that the Jews control everything because the Jews have done very well in lots of industries that are very important all over the world. So you could you could sort of see why people might come to that conclusion. But if the Jews control everything, what? Why can't they get funding from the United States for this war? Why, why? If the Jews control everything, why is it that the Biden administration is willing to gamble with the security of the state of Israel, potentially with the right of the state of Israel to exist, Netanyahu is saying this is a second war for independence, strictly so that they can pressure Republicans to support Ukraine war funding, which is immensely unpopular among a, a broad swath of Americans, including independents and Democrats. Wouldn't you th- if the Jews controlled everything wouldn't you think they'd already just have passed that Israel only bill and then they'd move on to Ukraine or whatever but no that's not what's going on here. Joe Biden like Barack Obama does does not have a particularly strong defense of the state of Israel and so he's willing to gamble a little bit and say all right Republicans you want to cut out Taiwan funding you want to cut out Ukraine funding especially all right well then we're going to hold up the Israel funding bill because they know that Republicans are much more pro Israel than the Democrats are. And for, for Democrats right now, Israel is a really losing issue. Because while the donors largely still support the state of Israel, the on-the-ground rank-and-file members of the Democrat Party are pro-Palestine liberation. They're the ones in the streets marching with the Palestine flags. They're the ones marching with BLM, BLM which posts a, a picture on social media of a paraglider celebrating the Hamas terror attack on that, on that concert festival. So, p- politically, it's much wiser for Joe Biden to say, yeah, we're going to hold up the bill, and that way at least we'll maybe get some Ukraine funding, and that'll at least be somewhat popular among Democrats. Very dangerous game here, though, because as I've said from the beginning, the American interest here is to contain the war. The emboldening of Islamic terror groups like Hamas and Hezbollah, uh, and Iran, for that matter, that will not help to contain the war. That will only help the war to spread. If there is actually an existential threat to the state of Israel, and Israel, say, starts threatening to use nuclear weapons or something like that, that is not a way to contain the war. Contain the war does not just mean, hey, ceasefire, everybody stop. Contain the war means permit Israel to defend itself, to achieve what it needs to achieve, namely the ousting of Hamas, which is an unacceptable security threat for the state of Israel, and then contain any potential expansion of the war, which has already expanded uh, continuously. But to just say, hey, we're, we're going to hold up all funding and make this situation even more tense and less certain is a recipe for World War III, which is something that Joe Biden and his ideological predecessor, Barack Obama, have excelled at. That was the old joke after Obama got elected. Obama, the worst foreign policy president in my entire lifetime, who who came out and said, uh, I I remember the argument. They said, if you vote for John McCain, you're going to get another war in the Middle East. This was the argument in 2008. And then what happened? I voted for John McCain and we got more wars in the Middle East and North Africa and elsewhere. Now, speaking of funding the war in the Middle East. Here's one that's really going to make the Libs head spin, and it it shows you the complexity of war that armchair quarterbacks, armchair generals generally do not appreciate. Wall Street Journal has a report out now that the Russia-backed paramilitary group, the Wagner Group—you remember the Wagner Group, formerly led by this guy named Prigozhin, who turned on Vladimir Putin and started marching his paramilitary toward Moscow— lost his gumption at the last minute, turned back around, and then he had an unfortunate plane crash that I'm sure Vladimir Putin had nothing to do with. But the Wagner Group, the Wagner Group, if you, if you want to sound really scary about it, uh, a very serious military force, does a lot of fighting for Russia. So the Russia-backed Wagner Group is reportedly looking to send advanced air defense systems to the Middle East. My question is, what is the average purple-haired American liberal supposed to think about this? Because the Palestine liberation people are good. Depending on how radically left you are, if you're in Antifa or BLM, you will explicitly support Hamas and Hezbollah. So those guys are good because they're attacking the state of Israel. But those guys are now getting support from Russia which is very bad because Ukraine is good and Russia is bad because Russia, they're the new Nazis, even though they're fighting Ukraine, which has incorporated elements of a neo-Nazi movement into its military. But that country is led by a Jew. And the Jews are now the Nazis, even though the Jews are the most prominent victims of the real Nazis who existed 70, 80 years ago. So we're pro the are the Libs pro-Wagner now, or they're, because they're pro-Hamas? Because, I don't know. You know what it tells me? It tells me war is very, very complicated. And everyone who is trying to simplify the war down into a five-second soundbite or a few bullet points on the back of a napkin, they are risking expanding the war, which is already extraordinarily complex. And then you know who's really risking um, danger to America in this war? The top brass at the Pentagon who are holding up our military readiness because they want to push radical social policies. It doesn't look good. When you want to look good, though, you got to check out Genucel. Right now, go to GenuCell.com slash Knowles. If you can believe it, Thanksgiving is just two weeks away. Just in time for the holidays, Genucel is offering their best sale of the year. Right now, you can get 70, 70% off Genucel's most popular package, which now includes Genucel 3, their newest under-eye treatment. GenuCell 3 will have you looking years younger. It uses advanced technology to deliver complex vitamins and minerals directly to your face for instant hydration. Say goodbye to fine lines, crow's feet, under-eye bags, and dark spots. GenuCell will have you looking and feeling your absolute best, guaranteed, or your money back. No questions asked. Our talent manager, Tessa, absolutely loves using the GenuCell under-eye cream. You deserve to look and feel your best this holiday season. I also just love the founder of this company, a Coptic Christian from Egypt who left Egypt for the American dream. Go to GenuCell.com slash Knowles, K-N-A-W-L-E-S, to get this incredible holiday discount for 70, percent off their most popular package, which includes the GenuCell 3 and Dark Spot Corrector. Get results in 12 hours or less. Immediate effects are free. GenuCell.com slash Knowles, 70% off plus free priority shipping. GenuCell.com slash Knowles. The Daily Wire has just launched Bent Key, our brand new kids entertainment platform. We are all obviously sick of Hollywood pushing their leftist propaganda on our kids, and now there's finally an answer for those of us looking for children's shows that we can trust. Bent Key is available to download right now and is dedicated to creating the next generation of timeless stories that transport kids into a world of adventure, imagination, and joy. I could have never imagined that DW was going to provide all of this to our members without increasing the price of an annual membership. In fact— I strongly believe that we ought to have charged everybody a lot more money because this is expensive content and it's it's unbelievably well done. And even in my wildest dreams, I knew it was going to be good stuff. I didn't realize how much would be included with the new Daily Wire Kids offering, Bent Key. This is the greatest value add that we have ever given. It's a $99 value that you get completely for free, which goes to show that we don't just talk about changing the culture, we put it into action. If you're already a Daily Wire Plus member, we already have Bent Key. Just download the app to start streaming now. If you are not a member, there's never been more value to joining than right now. You get all of the Daily Wire Plus content that you know and love, plus Bent Key, at no additional cost. Speaking of the military, Ron DeSantis had something great come out over the weekend, which is he answered the call to defend Tommy Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville, the Republican senator who is holding up Joe Biden's military promotions because the Pentagon decided to push a radical pro-abortion policy. The Pentagon decided that they were going to take taxpayer dollars and pay service members to go to different states, to fly to different states, to kill their children through abortion because the Dobbs decision from the Supreme Court limited the constitutional license to abortion. So after Dobbs comes out, after Roe v. Wade is overruled, the Pentagon top brass, they say, hey, it's really, really important to be a fighting force. It is really, really important that we pay our service members to kill their own children. No matter how difficult it is, even if they have to fly across the country, we are going to pay our service members to kill their own children, which seems contrary to the purpose of the military. The purpose of the U.S. military is to protect us and kill our enemies. the the purpose of the U.S. military is not to kill our own children. That would be, to my mind, the very opposite of the purpose of the U.S. military. So Tommy Tuberville heroically stands up and says, you're not getting your promotions. You're not getting more top brass out there at the Pentagon until you roll back this policy. We are still a government of the people, by the people, for the people. I am an elected representative of the people. We're not going to let you wacko far leftists who have infiltrated the U.S. military, the last conservative institution in America. We're not going to allow you to spend our money without any oversight to this evil, evil end. And a bunch of the squishes have turned against Tommy Tuberville, but Ron DeSantis just came out and defended him. Do you agree that Tommy Tuberville should lift the blockade on military promotions? Do you agree with Republicans in the Senate?
2: Actually, I think that what the DOD is doing, I don't think they're following the law with respect to the abortion tourism. I don't think taxpayer money should be spent on that. Uh, We have a very weak defense industrial base. We've got huge problems with recruiting. And so their focus on that, uh, I don't think it's consistent with the law. I also think it's misguided. I would also point out that you can promote people um, on an individual basis. I think the Senate has decided they have not wanted to move a lot of those. Uh, But if there's people that are mission critical, uh, they can move it um, in spite of what senator tuberville did but i think fighting back on the pentagon going outside the boundaries of the law i think that's congress's appropriate role for oversight and checks and balances
0: but to answer the question do you think that senator tuberville should lift the blockade that he's put on military promotions
2: No, because I think that we're trying to force a change in Pentagon policy to conform them to the law. uh, While at the same time, he has allowed individuals to be be appointed. Uh, So if there are mission-critical promotions, bring them before the Senate. I think he's been very clear that that's appropriate, and I know that they have done that um, in certain instances.
0: Totally right on. Finally, finally you're hearing a Republican in elected office, in this case someone who's running for president, Say the obvious. Tommy Tuberville is a hero. This is an excellent, excellent move by him. Very courageous. And the squishes who are standing on the sidelines keeping their mouths shut while the top brass of the Pentagon transforms our military into an American baby-killing machine. Can you imagine? And, and the, the, even worse, the squishes on the Republican side who are attacking Tommy Tuberville, those, those people deserve contempt in public life. DeSantis, totally right here. And I want to hear more Republicans saying it. Why is it taking the governor of Florida, the number two guy in the presidential race, to to be among the first prominent Republicans to defend Tuberville? I want to hear every elected Republican defend Tommy Tuberville. Now, that was good stuff. I'm very, very happy with DeSantis for this. Unfortunately, uh, Governor DeSantis followed that answer with a very bad answer, also on MSNBC, And the answer was, what should happen to President Trump if he is convicted in any of these show trials brought by the liberal regime? Do you really
2: believe that a man who's convicted of, say, attempting to overturn the 2020 election or taking nuclear secrets back to his beach club, do you actually still, as we sit here today, believe that person should be president? So I signed a pledge, uh, a Willie, and uh, that that pledge is what it is. Now, do I think somebody under those circumstances could get elected president? The answer is no. Um, that will not happen. Uh, I think that Republican voters uh, will understand that as, as we get closer to to, to voting. Uh, but it is it would be fatal uh, in a general election, and I don't think the party should should nominate um, in that situation.
0: Okay. I guess Desantis needs to give this answer. I guess, because DeSantis is running against Trump. So he wants Trump out of the primary. DeSantis is running against Trump. He needs to convince voters that Trump is not electable under any circumstances. And it's easy to say, especially when teed up by an MSNBC host, that if Trump is convicted by the very, very legitimate courts and trials that are bringing him up on very serious charges, not a complete Banana Republic show trial Stalin-esque nonsense, no, no, this is all very serious. Donald Trump one time, it looks like he may have jaywalked in New York City. Can you imagine? Send him to the gulags for 150 years. I guess Resende needs to give that answer because he's running against Trump, but it's a very bad answer because it accepts the premise, the liberal premise that these trials are somehow legitimate. They're not. They're not. Part of the evidence that the trials are not legitimate, other than the content of these trials, other than how unprecedented it is that a former president and current leader of an opposition party, of the, of the opposition party, would be indicted at the federal level, at the state level, over supposed crimes that have never been prosecuted against a president, that, that the former opponent of Donald Trump— with far less right, certainly committed more clearly than Donald Trump ever did in the case of Hillary Clinton's classified email scandal, it accepts the premise that this is all somehow legitimate instead of the show trial that it is. And that's no good because not only do Republican voters know that this is a political persecution almost entirely divorced from the law, many Democrats know that too. Polls of whether or not Donald Trump is being politically persecuted through these trials show a clear majority of Americans That means including independents and Democrats, believe that it's a political persecution. So then you've got got DeSantis, I guess necessarily from his standpoint, echoing left-wing talking points, pretty crucial left-wing talking points, even justifying implicitly the show trial of Donald Trump and the principle that a former president and current leader of, of the opposition party, so long as he's a Republican, could be prosecuted for this nonsense. Very, very bad. And it once again speaks to the impossible position DeSantis is in, which is that Desantis's whole candidacy is premised on being Donald Trump 2.0, bigger, better, faster, stronger, more articulate, more focused, more this. You like the original, you're going to love the new version. That's the, that's the whole pitch. Even the way that the DeSantis campaign is speaking now, they're saying Donald Trump, he's not the man he was in 2016. That's the new talking point from the DeSantis campaign. And I i guess it's the best one they've got, but that only doubles down on the notion that DeSantis is Trump 2.0. Yeah, we love Trump 2016, but I'm going to be the real Trump 2016. The current Donald Trump of 2023, 2024, he's just, he's lost a step. He's not what he promised us he would be. I'm the fulfillment of the Trump promise. okay. Well, if that's the case, you're going to turn off the moderates and the squishes and the establishment people in the, in the GOP, but you're, you're probably not going to pull enough Trump people over. So then you've got you've to go on over and sort of side with the squishes and the moderates and the establishment people, and you've got to go on MSNBC, and you've got to make that case, and that's going to involve echoing some of the lib talking points that are totally going to turn off the Trump people. So you're left— Even though you're seemingly the the strongest candidate in the race, because you've got all the Trump bona fides, but you're you're also more polished and clubbable, so you appeal a little bit more to the people who just simply don't like Trump's temperament and personality. You go from looking like the strongest guy in the race into a man without a home, into a man without a country, which is, I think, being reflected in the polls. And it's unfortunate because the guy's pretty solid, but he's just in, I think, an impossible situation. Now speaking of election security and fraud, Elon Musk just tweeted out. He didn't tweet it. I guess he zeded it out. He xed it out. A video of a woman stuffing a 2020 outdoor mail-in ballot drop-off box. So you can see here.
3: Here as we pull this up. Same basic thing. It looks like the same dropbox. Everybody look at all those people doing the right thing waiting. So they're he waiting, to vote waiting to early, to vote, in line. right? Cuts right. the line. So this is a maroon dress woman or is this yeah. somebody else? Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Is that your mule? That's our that's mule. Her. Look at so that. this is a mule mm-hmm. in front of everyone. Okay. Just look at cuts. sitting there watching like, "What?" So this What's is happening? Right now as she opens it up. Up, oh, can't figure out to open up. You can hear his hear fit, Charlie, right? Charlie right. Kirk's Melanie, voice. At what point after the first right there. one. Now it's a felony. So this is a felon. Three felons at one Dropbox, everybody. <laughs> I want you to think about that. One after the other. In the broad daylight. I mean, now, you could also get driver's you know, license plate info and stuff, right? Yes. So she, in broad daylight, while everyone else was watching, just violated Georgia law.
0: Right. Yeah. And so Elon tweets this out and just says, hmm, hmm. Which is good news. I have from the beginning felt that the 2020 election was a little bit dodgy. The moment I saw those numbers turn coincident with the uh, pipes bursting in Georgia and the, the election overseers being curiously shut out of some of the precincts and the whole process of counting being shut down for a few hours in the middle of the night and then going on for days and weeks, I thought, you know. This election doesn't seem totally on the up and up. Really, from the moment that the Libs changed the voting rules, in some cases to violate the law and state constitutions, like in the case of Pennsylvania, and to enable widespread mail-in ballots and the ballot drop-off boxes, I thought, you know, this isn't good. This is rife and open for fraud. As Barack Obama said 10 years ago, Barack Obama, before this scheme became fashionable for Democrats, and they thought they could really win it. Obama himself and his team came out and said, oh, no, unsecured widespread mail-in ballots, that's really dangerous. That opens up the possibility of voter fraud. Then they realized they were very good at it, so, so they've encouraged it. But this is big news. Not the, not the fact that these people seem to be cheating, but the fact that Elon Musk is promoting it. Because, don't forget, the way— <laughs> if the 2020 election were rigged to the point that that it were stolen that you got that that had it not been so rigged donald trump would have won some people are saying well it was rigged but biden would have won anyway okay if it were if it were rigged to the point that it changed the outcome of the election then the chief villains in that story really are not the little election workers, or the people on the ground harvesting the ballots and signing them themselves and stuffing it into the drop boxes. The big villains were the oligarchs in big tech, because it was big tech that censored damaging information about Joe Biden. That alone could have thrown the election to Biden censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story. And it was big tech that funded this whole rigging. Don't forget, it was Mark Zuckerberg and big tech who funded The the schemes and the organizations that were responsible for the widespread mail-in ballots and the drop boxes, in one case, putting the drop boxes illegally far away from the county clerk's offices. So big tech was complicit. And then the moment you raised any questions about the election, big tech shut you down, canceled your account, demonetized your show, did all sorts of things. I don't just mean to single out Zuckerberg. It was all of them. And now, Finally, we have a conservative running one of the big tech platforms, the smallest one, but still a prominent one. Punches above its weight because a lot of of journos and people with a big reach are on that platform, formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. So now, implausibly, totally unexpectedly, you've got the the chief group responsible for rigging the election, as far as I'm concerned, big tech, has now been infiltrated by someone who is more amenable to conservative views and desires and— who is questioning the election, who is violating their chief prohibition in the days after the 2020 election. That's pretty good stuff. We need to make our elections bulletproof. And we need to make you bulletproof too, which is why you got to check out Bulletproof Everyone. Right now, go to bulletproofeveryone.com, promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, Bulletproof Everyone is a premier American body armor manufacturer and supplier designed and built for everyday wear. Their unique armor systems offer 25% more coverage than standard armor while maintaining flexibility and all-day wearability. Bulletproof Everyone's ultralight armor system is so light and thin, you might forget you're wearing it. Your safety and discretion are their top concern. Unless someone puts their hands on you, no one will have any clue that you're protected. With Bulletproof Everyone, you are not a walking billboard. There are no visible logos and no flashy designs. They are a comfortable, tailor-made clothing system that goes above and beyond, adding additional security by keeping you incognito and under the radar. Work or play Bulletproof Everyone has got the perfect armor system to fit your everyday lifestyle and everyday budget. Right now, our listeners can get 10% off plus a free Bulletproof backpack with the purchase of any Bulletproof clothing. Just use code Knolls at checkout at BulletproofEveryone.com. That's BulletproofEveryone.com, promo code Knowles. My favorite comment last week is from Shelley Eisenhardt, 629, who says, Michael, I normally fast forward through the intros of a lot of YouTube shows I follow. I love watching yours and your dance. On a serious note, thank you for all of your great information. Thank you. You know, we went back and forth on it because the intro is a little gay. I, get, I think we would all have to, it's a little, it's literally light in the loafers in that my loafers are kind of light and they're dancing on the desk. And it, look, it's. I know it's sometimes hard To tell the difference between an Italian and one who is light, a European and one who is light in the loafers, I being American but of Italian extraction. It's confusing, okay? But but the thing that pushed me over the edge on why I think it's kind of a funny intro is on the one hand, the libs are accusing me of being a genocidal maniac who wants to slaughter all of the trans people in the world or something because I pointed out at CPAC that men and women are different. And then on the other hand, they're going to call me a finocchio and say that I'm lighting the loafers because I dance on my desk. And I think that's kind of fun. I like that. I like just kind of putting a little wrench in the gears of the liberal mind. So as far as I'm concerned, the intro stays, and I'm glad that you like it as well. Speaking of voter fraud, there's a lot of evidence of it. There's a lot of evidence of voter fraud, guys. And consequential voter fraud. There's a judge in Connecticut, Superior Court Judge William Clark who has just ordered the results of a recent mayoral primary election in Bridgeport, Connecticut, state's largest city, to be overturned and for a new election to be held. So not just, well, we found some issues, but no, 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 this election is null and void. We are going to hold a new election. That's how bad the rigging was. Sometimes you hear with with the 2020 presidential election that, uh, well, Trump's lawyers tried to make their case in court and they failed mostly isn't true. Mostly what happened is the Trump lawyers tried to make their case in court and the courts didn't want to hear it. Cuz the courts don't want to get involved cuz they don't want to be blamed for picking one person or the other. So they mostly said, nah, no thanks, we're not we're not interested. See you later." Which is what courts often do. That's what that's what the Supreme Court did in the 1948 Senate election in Texas in which LBJ, a future president, stole the seat. Almost certainly stole the seat. And the, the Supreme Court said, "No, we don't want anything to do with it." So We're talking about a mayoral election here in Bridgeport, Connecticut, where the stakes are relatively low. Consider the stakes for presidential election. No one's going to want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. But here in this mayoral election, the judge came down and said that Bridgeport's incumbent mayor, Joe Ganim, won the election as a result of significant fraud. And what kind of fraud? You guessed it, fraud involving absentee ballots. The volume of evidence in this case, he writes, including many hundreds of hours of video surveillance disclosed and accepted into evidence is perhaps unprecedented in the state of Connecticut in an election case. You've got video after video after video, as some are seeing in the 2020 presidential election. This, this probably only happened in Bridgeport, Connecticut, right? This, this was probably inconsequential, right? It could Look, there's always fraud. This is what you hear from the people who excuse what very possibly occurred in 2020. Well, look, there's always fraud, but you know it doesn't necessarily swing an election. Yeah, but sometimes it does. And to swing a presidential election, you don't need to swing 300 million votes. You just need to swing a handful of counties, which will swing a handful of districts, which will swing the whole election. And then you look and you see, you've got certain bellwether counties that generally determine which way the election goes. And you say, hold on, in the 2020 election, 17 or 18 bellwether counties out of, what, 19 went for Donald Trump. Only one or two went for Joe Biden. Does that make a lot of, I don't know. But many, because the the fact or the the potential fact, because the hypothesis is so difficult to bear that an election really could have been rigged to the point of of getting the wrong answer. A lot of people will just keep their heads down and say, no, no, it probably was okay. It probably Well, now, now you're just sauntering into a political buzzsaw because, yeah, you're not going to undo the 2020 election. There's not going to be a point where U.S. Marshals lead Joe Biden out of the Oval Office, and they lead Donald Trump in, and they say, sorry, sir, yes, we now know for certain it was a stolen election— and anyway, you can undo all the Biden stuff. And hey, there's not going to be a war in the Middle East anymore. And there's not, Russia is not going to invade Ukraine anymore. And we're going to undo it. That's not, of course. And the economy is going to be good again. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But if you don't acknowledge the very plausible scenario in which the 2020 election was rigged in a consequential way, then you're not going to do a lot to fix it before 2024. You're going to end up in the same spot. But the squishes are still irate over the mere suggestion that the 2020 election was rigged. Here is Ken Buck, a more liberal Republican, coming out and, and saying he's he's actually going to quit Congress because some people who question the 2020 election are now in positions of prominence and leadership.
3: We continue to talk about and lie about the the 2020 election as if it was stolen, as if it Joe Biden wasn't the, the real winner of that election. We keep lying about january 6th and and the prisoners from january 6th the the defendants um who are not political prisoners but but rather uh committed crimes they assaulted police officers they uh damaged government property and so i i don't think we can have the credibility we need with the american public if we continue the lies uh that we're now telling
0: good grief man they say that we won't get over this stuff they say that we who are a little skeptical of Some of the rule changes in 2020, and they say that we won't get over it. We're living in the past. Talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Give it a rest, man. The election was obviously rigged, but even if you think it was perfect, even if you, Ken Buck, believe it was the most perfect election ever conducted, and Joe Biden got 10 gazillion votes, and he's the most popular president ever in America, contrary to all evidence (laughs) available to us, that's the most important thing to you as a member of Congress? Not Immigration, not the the outbreak of war, not the economy, not helping struggling Americans, not this, that, or the other thing. No, no, no. The most important thing is that every single elected Republican hails the great leader, Joe Biden, and says that he was obviously totally elected without any questions. That's it. That's the most important thing to you. What a joke. No wonder the GOP is is considered the junior partner in the liberal establishment. Because so many people, the squishes, their their role is to be the court jester in the kingdom of liberalism and to push back just enough that it seems like there's opposition and then at the crucial moments to lay down and roll over. Pathetic. There's much more to get to. We'll have to get to it tomorrow because I'm going to Cornell today. I'm going to be up at Cornell. If you are in Ithaca, New York, I hear that Ithaca is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Do you get it? If you're around there, come on up. Uh, We will be discussing you, me, and World War III tonight at Cornell. So I hope to see you in Ithaca. I'm not sure if tickets are still available, but in any case, just go on the YAF, Young America Foundation, website, or just Google Michael Knowles Cornell. It should come up. See if you can get a ticket. The rest of the show continues now. You do not want to miss it. Become a member. Use code Knowles, WLES at checkout for two months free on all annual plans.